Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, December 3rd, and former Punjab Chief Minister Prakash Singh Badal returned his Padma Vibhushan award in protest against the treatment of the protesting farmers by the central government. The Padma Vibhushan is the second highest civilian honor of the country and the 92-year-old politician had received it from the government in 2015. Badal, whose Shiromani Akali Dal has pulled out of the NDA alliance over the farmers' protest, said he was registering his protest against the government's betrayal of farmers. A group of top sportspersons and coaches from Punjab have said that they will return their awards and march to Delhi on December 5th in solidarity with the farmers. The government is meeting the farmers' representatives today, the second round of talks in a week, as the protests intensify by the day. The farmers warned yesterday that this round of talks will be the last chance to call an emergency session of parliament and recall the controversial legislation. The farmers are apprehensive that the new laws will lead to the scrapping of the support price of the government that guarantees them an income and leaves them open to manipulation by corporates. Punjab Chief Minister Amrinder Singh met Union Home Minister Amit Shah today ahead of the centre's meeting with farmers to help find an amicable solution to the crisis. After the meeting, Singh said that the massive farmer protests on highways near Delhi will not only impact the economy of Punjab, but also threaten national security. He added that discussions are on between the farmers and the centre, and there's nothing for him to resolve. Several leaders in the governing BJP have accused Amrinder Singh of actively supporting the protesters. The first meeting on Tuesday fell through as the farmers' groups turned down the centre's second pitch for a committee to discuss their objections to the farm laws. This week, my colleagues Basant and Didi have been reporting incessantly on the farmers' protests in Punjab, Haryana and Delhi over the contentious farm bills. On the ground, my colleagues discovered a very fascinating angle to the story. It turned out that the protesting farmers are furious with the mainstream media over their demonization of their protest in the past two weeks. They say that big media groups made things worse by covering their plight and things would have been way better if they hadn't covered them at all. I highly recommend Nidhi's report titled Media Has Lost Our Trust Why Protesting Farmers Are Angry with Godi Media on our website, newslaundry.com. If you like our ground reports from across the country, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. You can do so by heading over to the website and clicking on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month. So please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. India recorded more than 35,000 new COVID-19 infections, taking the country's coronavirus case tally to 95.3 lakh. Up to 526 people also lost their lives to the highly viral disease today. With this, a total of nearly 1.4 lakh people have lost their lives to COVID-19 till now. Total active cases, or those receiving treatment for COVID-19, stood at 4.2 lakh, with a drop of 5,700 cases in the last 24 hours. The Amarni Party-led government in Delhi has informed the High Court that no night curfew would be imposed in the national capital, or parts of it, in view of the COVID-19 situation. It said that the government has been taking all necessary measures as required and demanded by the ever-changing circumstances and remains committed to making every effort to arrest the spread of COVID-19 in the national capital. The submission was made before a bench of justices Hima Kohli and Subramaniam Prasad in response to the court's query on November 26th as to whether night curfew should be imposed in Delhi to contain the spread of COVID-19 infection. In a status report filed in the court, 
The Delhi government has said that it has for now issued an order directing that status quo be maintained with regard to permitted and restricted activities in the city till December 31st. The court was hearing a PIL by advocate Rakesh Manutra seeking increase in the COVID-19 testing numbers in the national capital and getting speedy results. On Wednesday, Delhi recorded 4,000 fresh COVID-19 cases, taking the infection tally to over 5.78 lakh in the city. The death toll as on Wednesday stands at over 9,000. The India Meteorological Department has issued a red alert in Tamil Nadu and Kerala for today after forecast of heavy to very heavy rainfall in the region due to emergence of cyclone Burevi. Parts of South Tamil Nadu are expected to receive heavy to very heavy rainfall and isolated extremely heavy falls as an impact of Burevi. Isolated heavy to very heavy rainfall is also expected over South Tamil Nadu and South Kerala on Friday. At 5.30 a.m. today, the cyclone lays centered over Sri Lanka. With the wind speed of 70 to 80 kilometers per hour gusting to 90 kilometers per hour, it would be centered very close to Pamban in Tamil Nadu around noon. Named by the Maldives, this is the second cyclone formed in the southwest region of the Bay of Bengal within a week. It is likely to intensify further during the next 12 hours and cross Sri Lanka's coast by this evening. The wind speeds are expected to rise up to 100 kilometers per hour. Severe cyclone Nevar had hit near Karaikal and brought extremely heavy rain over Puducherry, Tamil Nadu and coastal Andhra Pradesh on November 25th. Prime Minister Narendra Modi spoke with Chief Ministers of Tamil Nadu and Kerala on Wednesday and discussed the situation prevailing in parts of the states due to Cyclone Burevi while pledging all possible support from the centre. Superstar Rajnikant will launch his long-anticipated political party in January, five months before the Tamil Nadu election. Promising a wonder and miracle in the polls, he said his party would bring spiritual secular politics with no caste or religion. The 69-year-old tweeted that he will surely win the assembly polls and give honest, transparent, corruption-free politics. Later, he told reporters that he's ready to sacrifice even his life for the sake of Tamil people. Ending years of speculation, Rajnikanth made the announcement three days after he met with senior office bearers of his forum, the Rajni Makkal Mandiram. Welcoming Rajnikanth's announcement, BJP spokesperson Narayan Tirupati told NDTV that the party would appeal to him to support the BJP. Rajnikant went on social media in October to clarify reports that he was in two minds about his political plans because of his health. The speculation was fueled by a leaked letter believed to have been written by him. The letter seemed to indicate that the veteran actor had been advised by doctors to restrict his movements since his renal transplant and could be even more vulnerable due to COVID-19. The Supreme Court today stated a Gujarat High Court order asking those not wearing masks to do community service in COVID-19 wards. However, it also said that such persons violate others' fundamental rights and that authorities must make sure pandemic protocols were strictly followed. The top court agreed with Gujarat government's submission that health issues would ensue if the High Court order issued yesterday were to be implemented. The Supreme Court said that the directions issued by the Gujarat High Court are harsh and disproportionate. Ordering the strict implementation of the center's protocols in Gujarat, it directed the state additional home secretary to ensure the guidelines are followed. The court further expressed concern that if it passed a blanket order staying the High Court directions, even those wearing masks could tomorrow stop wearing them, citing the latest order. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta replied that the problem was a national one and the court can seek suggestions from all states. He added that the problem of not wearing a mask was a serious issue but the High Court order was not the solution and that the cure it had prescribed was more harmful than the disease itself. 
the United States issued new entry rules for Chinese Communist Party members traveling to the US, according to the New York Times. The new policy, which took immediate effect yesterday, caps visas of Communist Party members and their immediate families to one month and a single entry into the country. A State Department spokesperson said that for decades, the US allowed the CCP free and unfettered access to American institutions and businesses, while these same privileges were never extended freely to US citizens in China. Applicants had previously been able to obtain 10-year visitor visas. It is estimated that the new restrictions could theoretically apply to over 270 million people. Tensions have soared between the world's two largest economies on a range of fronts, and both countries have stepped up travel restrictions on each other's citizens. Both countries have restricted journalist visas, with Washington curbing the number of Chinese nationals from state-run news outlets in the United States earlier this year. Back to the homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. In the latest episode of Anil Hafta, the panel discussed Cyclone Nevar, farmer protests and love jihad laws, among other topics. Let me play you a short snippet from their conversation. This is a huge change. I mean, A, it shows that for Arnab's sake, a politician is willing to go against a politician. I really worry about what kind of implications this is going to have. I think it is a, it is a joke that someone like Arnab has become the primary mover who can make stuff happen in the government. And this is so worrying. It is so worrying. I mean, a man who has sat and said, I don't care about the rule of law. I don't give a shit about the rule of law. Let this happen. This one should be in jail. He's called Omar Khalid, a terrorist. This man has the kind of levers that he can pull in this government. Of course. I mean, ED, Enforcement Directorate, and, and institutions like ED and the CBI just move against a person because he, he raised his voice against a journalist. I mean, absolutely unheard of. It has never, ever happened in the past. So this is uh, the new level I mean, that we have reached. Now, before I wrap up, listeners, a new website has a new podcast player that you can use to access all our podcast shows. It includes a host of features like download, speed control, queue, the ability to skip to a topic within an episode, and even start from where you had stopped the previous time. So go to our website on your phone or your laptop and click on the mic icon at the top right of our homepage. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.